Pizza, pizza, pizza time. The official pizza of the Shock Fantasy Podcast is 7th Avenue Pizza. This is soda-style thin crust at its absolute best. It's not that crappy thin crust. It's solid crust integrity here. Not too thick, not too thin. The sauce was derived from an ancient recipe passed down from the Norse gods. And the cheese, oh, 100% primo cheese on these pies. You can pick your toppings as well. There's your conventional pepperoni or sausage, but there's also five cheese, Mexican, meatball, and pepperoni. Even a bacon cheeseburger za for you. My favorite, though, is the Lucky 7. Italian sausage, pepperoni, beef, Canadian bacon, and three types of cheese. Dang it, my mouth is watering just talking about it. I might need to go fire up the oven and make myself one before the podcast. Find your 7th Avenue pizzas at High V, Cub Foods, Lunds and Byerly's, and Holiday Station stores. And go follow them on Twitter at 7th Avenue Pizza. Let them know Shock Fantasy steered you toward their amazing za. Ahoy, Shock Fantasy fans. This is Matt Harrison. And before the show begins, I have three jobs for you. First, please take a look at your phone and hit the subscribe button on the Shock Fantasy podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Second, wherever you're listening, give me a rating and a review for the show. If you include your Twitter handle in the review, we might send you something fun in the mail. We do that periodically. And third, if you haven't yet subscribed to the season pass of Shock Fantasy, you should. You get 365 days of the Shock Fantasy Super Dash, which gives you stats and info to set all of your weekly lineups, including DFS lineups. The redraft and dynasty trade value charts, so you never get taken to the cleaners in a trade. Our waiver wire content each week. The Super Bowl, Thanksgiving, and NFL draft prop bet games so you can make friendly wagers with your family and friends at the most important football gatherings and preseason cheat sheets for basically every kind of fantasy football imaginable. You'd be getting those for next year. Now, all of that curated color coded data comes to you for only $40 for a full year. That's 76.9 cents per week. But if you act now and use the promo code AirBear. You get the whole year for only 25 bucks. That's promo code AIRBEAR, A-I-R-B-E-A-R, for those of you who are brave spellers. Enter that at checkout and we'll knock off $15. Thanks for listening. On to the show. Now, first off, how would we describe shock? <laughs> Welcome to the fantasy. <laughs> nice. Nice. Man, you are one pathetic loser. Ridiculous. Completely ridiculous. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the week six waiver wire edition of the Shock Fantasy Podcast. My name is Matt Harrison, but you know that by now. If you've subscribed to this podcast, you're probably a fan of me and Shock Fantasy and all that we do. And if you're not uh, the AirBear promo code that you just heard in the little ad ahead of time. Uh, that'll get you $15 off if you want to sign up for Shock Fantasy. Get all the cool stuff, the charts, the, the trade value charts, the super dash, all that good stuff. All right, it's a, it's a busy waiver wire week. Uh, there's been a lot of injuries, and we always start with the Todd Heap Memorial Injury Report. You suck, you jackass. 
<laughs> you know who sucks? Russell Wilson, who's got a partially torn lat muscle and a fully deformed offense. It's something that he'll work through the rest of the year, but it probably took bad to worse. He's a drop candidate in most single quarterback leagues. In fact, in a single quarterback league, you should drop him and see if anybody else will pick him up. Uh, we'll move on to Teddy Bridgewater, who was initially being looked at for a concussion, but then they called it an elbow injury, and something tells me the doctors in Miami are a little bit fishy. Oh, somebody's stepping a doctor. That was bad. Sorry. Um, later they threw him in the concussion protocol on Monday. He does have a revenge game against the Vikings next week. We'll talk about Bridgewater and the quarterback situation in a little bit. Baker Mayfield had an ankle injury and he might lose his grip on the starting job with a new head coach in Carolina. Rashad Penny suffered his yearly injury. This time it's a fractured fibula. He'll probably need surgery and he's probably done for the year. Damian Harris suffered a hamstring strain. They think it might be a pretty significant one, too. He'll likely miss week six, maybe a week or two more. Opens up some stuff for Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, The Cardinals uh, is a mash unit right now. James Conner had a rib injury last week. His backup, Daryl Williams, ended up leaving the game with a knee injury. Fourth stringer, Jonathan Ward, Uh, Also came up lame with a hamstring injury, so there's lots of issues there in Arizona. DeAndre Swift, still probably another week away with shoulder and ankle injuries. T. Higgins aggravated an ankle injury on Sunday night. He ended up playing only a few snaps, scored a lot of people a zero in that game. Uh, That was very disappointing. Tyreek Hill had a quad injury going into last week's game against the Jets, and the Jets don't like him because... They really tried to get him to sign there or get traded there, and Tyreek Hill said he didn't want to. So they threw a couple extra hits his way, and he left the stadium in a walking boot as well. They think it might be a midfoot sprain. Christian Watson ended up with a grade one hamstring strain in jolly old London town. Sounds like he may miss this week at the minimum, and Alan Lazard, his teammate, is also dealing with an ankle injury. Chris Olave suffered a concussion on a touchdown catch. Uh, Another rookie, Traylon Burks, hit IR last week with turf toe. He's out at least four weeks. Uh, Tight end position, it's as bad as it's ever been. Uh, Kyle Pitts was inactive last week with a hamstring strain. Uh, That's not looking good. Those can linger. He might be out again this week. Pat Fryermuth was concussed in a game against Buffalo and did not return. Dalton Schultz. Looks like he may miss a couple of weeks with a re-aggravated knee injury. Dawson Knox is looking bad for this week with a foot and hamstring double feature. And Donald Parham returned for the Chargers, but Gerald Everett ended up being the less healthy tight end for L.A. He's working through a hamstring injury, so we could see some things flip there. All right, we're going to move on to maybe who you might pick up at this position. Quarterback. Uh, it, quarterback's kind of gross this week. Teddy Bridgewater is 64% rostered, and his backup, who is the third stringer in Miami, Skylar Thompson, is 14% rostered. One of these two will make a start this week in an offense that features Tyreek Hill, we hope, and Jalen Waddle, we hope. And the yak alone uh, makes both of those quarterbacks startable against the Vikings, who've allowed the 10th most passing yards on the season. Now, Bridgewater would have the added benefit of the revenge game, and he did get one crack at the Vikings as a member of the Panthers in 2020 
where he did throw for 267 yards and a score against his old boss, Mike Zimmer, and his defense. Now, Skyler looked all right in relief last week at 166 passing yards. There are basically no quarterbacks on the waiver wire in Superflex leagues. So if you need one of these guys to fill in, you'll probably have to drop like 8%. My bet is Bridgewater is back and healthy enough to go, but concussions are tricky, especially for the Dolphins. Uh, Do a price check on Geno Smith, who's absolutely on fire, but somebody might want to sell high. Uh, And Dak Prescott, who should be returning very soon for the Cowboys. It might be time to stash Desmond Ritter and Malik Willis. And Matt Ryan's a guy who sees a month straight of bottom 10 pass defenses after he plays the Jaguars this week. And his value is at an absolutely abysmal all-time low. So Matt Ryan's a guy that you might want to acquire for some good matchups coming up, especially through the bye weeks if you need some bye week help coming up. All right. Running back. Eno Benjamin is 73% rostered, but there's no one left on the Cardinals' depth chart. James Conner may play this week. They don't know if it's bruised ribs, cracked ribs, anything like that, but you know that's not comfortable to play on. The other guy's probably won't play, so it's probably just Eno Benjamin. That should mean an uptick in touches for Eno, who's already averaging nine and a half opportunities per game. Let's bump that up to probably 13-14 against Seattle this week, who is the sixth easiest fantasy defense for running backs to face. He's probably a great start this week, and I'd probably drop 10% on Eno Benjamin. Damian Williams is uh, the next guy I want to mention. Charge tipped his hand a little bit last week to all of you fantasy football weekly listeners as his premature speculation. Uh, Damian Williams can return from the IR at any time for the Falcons, and then he hops into a backfield that's devoid of veteran leadership right now with Cordero Patterson also on IR. Tyler Algier figures to remain a part of things, and maybe Caleb Huntley figures in too, but my bet is when fully healthy... Williams leads that committee. Maybe you don't want any of those committee members, though. It should only take a buck to get Damian Williams right now, though. Tevin Coleman. Yeah, seriously. Ridiculous. Completely ridiculous. I didn't think I was going to talk about Tevin Coleman ever again, but Kyle Shanahan can't quit him. Last week, mostly in mop-up duty against a terrible Panthers team, Coleman reached the end zone twice and tallied eight carries and three receptions. Now, Shanahan does tend to bell cow his runners, but it has changed periodically if one gets dinged up, and they do like to play the healthy hot hand. And it seems clear that if anything were to happen to Jeff Wilson, Coleman is the next guy in line. So throw two bucks on him if you're in a really deep league and you have an open bench spot. Like you to do a price check on Ken Walker, who's pretty much owned in every league, but just inquire to his availability. You might be surprised. He kind of disappointed throughout the first part of the year, but with Rashad Penny now gone for the rest of the year, it's going to be Ken Walker getting some bell cow work. Travis Etienne now looks as healthy as he's ever been, and it seems like James Robinson might be showing a little wear and tear after the heavy workloads in the first month. So Etienne might be set to take over this backfield very soon. Moving on. Wide receiver. Ah, Diami Brown was the big news last week. Jahan Dotson missed last week for the Commanders. And the guy who filled in for him was Cam Sims. No, seriously, it was. Cam Sims snaps went from five in week four 
to 37 snaps in week five. But it was Diami Brown who made all the headlines. He only ran out on the field for 20 snaps out of 63 total. But he caught both of his targets for 105 yards and two touchdowns. Now, this is fool's gold if I've ever seen it. Amon Ross St. Brown is about the only guy who remembers Diami Brown is still in the league because he remembers all the wide receivers drafted in front of him. So we're going to let somebody else chase those stats. Don't bid more than two bucks on Diami Brown. Marvin Jones is a guy who's kind of interesting here. Uh, Had 11 targets last week for the Jags. He turned in for seven catches and 104 yards. He didn't hit pay dirt, but that's kind of been his specialty over the past few years. I think everyone agrees that this is a better version of Trevor Lawrence than the one we saw last year. And Christian Kirk is clearly seen as a viable fantasy producer, so why not Marvin, too? He's startable in a pinch, although the next few weeks look about as painful as they come. The Colts, the Giants, and the Denver Broncos are all top three teams against the wide receiver so far. They're the next three opponents for the Jaguars. But after that, it's smooth sailing. There's basically not a tough matchup on the rest of the schedule for him. He'll only cost you 3%. You're probably not going to play him for the next couple of weeks. You could wait a week or two on Marvin Jones and see if somebody drops him or see if somebody pays too much for him. But he's going to be a very valuable bench addition from week nine on. I'd like you to do a price check on Alec Pierce, by the way, who's almost 90% owned. He did have nine targets last week. Nine times. Nine times. And he's finally healthy. The Colts don't have a lot of stoppers left on the schedule, as I mentioned when I talked about Matt Ryan. Tight end. Well, Taysom Hill. He's a tight end in most leagues. He's 67% rostered. Now, he won't run for three scores and throw another one in any more games this year. He won't Al Bundy it and get four touchdowns again this season. Those aren't the stats you look for in a tight end, really. He's just an offensive weapon for the Saints, though, and they deploy him a ton in the red zone. So if he's available in this horrible tight end market, he's actually worth a lot right now. And if Taysom Hill's available in your league, you probably have to throw 30 to 40% on Taysom Hill right now. But here's what I do. If you do get him, I'd try to move him instantly to another tight end needy team. You should also note, he did not have one target last week. Not even one target. That's a really weird thing for a tight end. And granted, you're playing a running back quarterback at your tight end position. So I guess that's cool, but it's super strange. Noah Fant is 83% roster. That's a little high for the, uh, the, the waiver wire podcast most of the time, but he's still unowned in 17% of leagues. The snap count is now up to about 60%. He plays for the Seahawks now, by the way, and that offense has not sputtered at all this year. Uh, Fant led the trio of tight ends in targets last week. Uh, Will Disley, actually, kind of a bonus add if you're supremely desperate in leagues. The Seahawks face the Cardinals this week, who are back to their wickedly bad ways against the tight end position. They've allowed the most receptions and the second most yards through five games to the tight end position. Now they have faced Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller, Tyler Higbee, Dallas Goddard to start the year. But if Fant is available in your league, he's worth a 5% bid. I think Disley you could probably get in the 2% range. All right. We're getting to the last one. Cade Otten. Yeah, Cade Otten. 
Throw me a freaking bone here. So I guess we've made it to the Cade Otten portion of the waiver wire podcast and the season in general. The tight end position is so grim right now that Cade Otten, he plays for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, by the way, tied for seventh most amongst tight ends last week with in targets with seven targets. And he tied for fifth most amongst tight ends with six catches. For those of you who don't remember me saying this, he does play for Tampa Bay. And Cameron Brait missed last week. And only people from Minnesota remember who Kyle Rudolph is. It's a middle-of-the-road matchup this week against the Steelers, but it feels like one of those Brady-needs-a-back-on-track statement huge game. And this is probably going to be it. 2% is all it's going to take for you to get Cade Otten on your roster, and you could definitely start him this week in a pinch. And there's a lot of tight ends that, uh, man, are just ugly out there right now. It's so bad. I feel so bad for all of you who don't have Travis Kelsey or Mark Andrews. By the way, I've been asking for you to do price checks on everybody. Do a price check on Mark Andrews and Travis Kelsey. They should be absolutely through the roof right now, but it just might be worth it to get one of them on your roster. Make a trade offer for both in every league you're in. See what you can get. You know, trade George Kittle plus something for one of those guys. I think that that would make you... I am the smartest man alive! (laughs) Yeah, it would. It would make you the smartest man alive. All right, that's it for the Shock Fantasy Podcast. Tune in again tomorrow, Wednesday, when I preview, oh my goodness, the Washington Commanders and Chicago Bears Thursday night football matchup, fantasy football weekly style. It's going to be so much fun. There's going to be so many starters. You're going to just love it. You're going to love it so much. It's going to be the best podcast ever. I really hope I'm selling this to you. Tune in again to the Shock Fantasy Podcast tomorrow. But until then, this is Matt Harrison signing off. And we'll see you next time.